Hey, this is uh, James from Down and Nerdy. How you doing? Good. How are you, James? Nice to meet you. Doing really good, man. Nice to meet you as well. So we get to see some familiar faces in the series, but we also meet plenty of new characters as well. Was there kind of a conscious effort not to lean too hard on some of the characters that were well known from the live action series? Believe it or not, it was there wasn't an effort. It was just those were the way uh, the stories came to us. When uh, we reached out to all of our creators, like Aisha Tyler, Justin Roiland, Andy Sandberg, uh, they pitched us the ideas for the show, for the episode they wanted to do, the, the short film essentially that they were making. Uh, so that's just kind of the way it happened. We didn't actually push them either, you know, to have more characters in or not. Uh, we, we, there were areas where we thought it made sense. You know, we're like, oh, the deep could be involved in this. So that sort of made sense. So we helped out, but there certainly wasn't, there wasn't a push to be more from the show, from the mothership or less from the mothership. It just kind of worked out that way. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, Simon. My name is Monica. Hi. I'm with Temple of Geek. And nice to meet you, I, Monica. Nice to meet you. So you mentioned that when you reached out to everybody um, about, you know, the ideas that they pitched them, did you already have a team in mind when you started thinking about this project? How did it come together that these were the individuals that you were going to reach out to? Uh, it started really just Evan Goldberg, who I've worked with before. I worked with him on Invincible and I've known him for a while. He came to me and was like, hey, man, we're thinking about doing like this cool spinoff of the boys, but like an anthology series with all different creators and writers coming in and participating. I was like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'd love to do that with you. And then we just started like spitballing a list of people whose work we really liked, people who we respected, who people, people we wanted to work with, who we had heard uh, were fans of the show and really liked the boys. Uh, and then we just started reaching out and it sort of helps when, you know, Seth, you know, Rogan can make those calls for you and people want to work with these guys. So it was, it was not hard putting the list together and getting people who are like, yeah, I'm available and interested. I mean, there were some, there were people who were like, we would love to do it. I just can't do it right now because I'm shooting or doing a movie. So those people we will save for a hopeful potential season two. Excellent. Thank you. Hey, how's it going? This Good. is Greg from the hashtag show. Nice to meet you, Greg. Um, so with all this amazing talent you had in these like, oh my God moments and throughout all these uh, um, these shorts, was it always planned to be shorts or or, one, or was it ever thought to be like, you know, we want to do like a season of full length episodes with this? Because with all this, this talent, it could have just kept going forever. <laughs> oh man, we could have we made them much longer. Yeah, uh, no, initially it was all going to be shorts and we just knew that because we had to come out. The whole idea was to make a series that we could make quickly you know, and have it come out before season three of The Boys to give fans something to watch and get them excited about the Mothership show, but still make something that was creative, creatively fulfilling and interesting and new, not just like uh, a hold me over, but like its own thing. Oh. And to do that on our schedule, uh, we were like, it have to be shorts. Uh, we actually, we initially wanted to do 10 of them. And we just, as we started getting into it, we're like, well, there's no way we can get 10 done in the time. So we had to cut <laughs> it down to eight. So uh, honestly, I'm not sure we could have added many more minutes to that and still got it done on, on schedule. Although I wish, maybe season two, it'd be nice to do some longer ones for season two. <laughs> hey, Simon, it's Elias from the Making of Chronicles podcast. Uh, so we noticed we have eight different stories in the, the episodes. Uh, how was it working with some of these actors voicing these characters? Hi, Elias, nice to meet you. Um, I mean, the actors are amazing. You let them, like we, our cast, at, you know, at the time it was just a dream. I can't, I couldn't believe the people we were lining up. We were just going out and asking and people were saying yes. So. Uh, it was wonderful. I mean, and all of them bring something unique. So honestly, it's like, give them the material, talk to them about the scenes and then get out of the way and let them do what they are very, very good at. And then it's just picking from this sort of wealth of riches of like all these great takes and just trying to assemble the right 
the, all the takes together that give you the best end result. So honestly, it was it was easy. All of our cast are amazing. So uh, yeah, we had a wealth of amazing material to choose from. Hi, Simon. This is Derek from Fanboy Planet. Um, I apologize if I came in late and it was already asked, but uh, Simon Pegg, finally, after yeah. 15, 20 years getting to play Wee Huey, after having been attached and detached from different versions, uh, what was the process getting Simon involved? Oh, yes. Uh, first of all, nice to meet you, Derek. But yes, um, I mean, honestly, it was just we reached out to Simon and he said yes. And we had a great conversation with him. And he was like, you know, he's like, for him, it was a treat because he was like, I was too old to play the role. Like he always wanted to play Wee Huey, but then just, you know, in the time it took the project to get put together and stuff, it just didn't make sense. Obviously he was too old and it didn't work with the way the new show, I mean, I'm sure Eric Kripke could talk to you all about that, but it just didn't work. And obviously they brought him into the show as, you know, uh, Huey Campbell's dad. Uh, but for this, it was great. We were just like, hey, Simon, do you want to play we Huey like he is in the books and he was like yes absolutely I want to do that <laughs> even in the depths of pandemic and we sent a team out to record his role at his house so super safe and everything like that like they assembled the, 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 the sound uh, you know all the recording equipment then they leave and he comes in and we have a camera feed with him uh, you know in England and he was uh, amazing and delightful and just knew knew it inside and out knew the roles like we didn't have to tell him anything we just right. like went through it and like yeah so that was that was wonderful. He loved it. We loved it. It was I, like I would do it again in a second. Looks like I'm back up. It's James again from Down and Nerdy, and I wanted to, I want to preface this by saying no spoilers, of course. But Eric Kripke, Kripke had said in an interview early on that some of these episodes were going to be canon. So is that right. still the case? And will it be obvious to fans which episodes actually fit that description? That's a really good question. I mean, obviously it's, it's, Hey, listen, it's Eric's show, man. He made the mothership. He created it based off of Garth's books. He gets to decide what is canon and what is not canon to me. Uh, they're all, you know, uniquely situated in their own little dimensions. Like I treat all of them like eight separate short films that are kind of standalone. Um, you know, I, I think it's Erica is going to have to answer that and whether he will on Twitter or whether he'll leave it to fans to decide. I mean, I think maybe some are more obviously would be more difficult to be canon. Uh, you know, Justin Roiland's episode springs to mind as being like, you're probably not going to see a guy with a speaker for a head on uh, the main series. But but maybe I don't know. Eric does crazy stuff. So you're going to you're going to have to ask him after we air exactly which are canon or which are not. Simon, going off of what James asked, are there any characters from the animated series that you would like to see translated into the live action? Oh, man, that's a good question. No one's asked that before. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there are some, yes. Uh, you know, it depends how far you want to push it. I mean, I would love to see, uh, I would love to see John and Sun Hee, uh, because I feel like that's a story, that's an episode that really could exist in the world of the mothership. It could just be a story that we just, you just don't see in the mothership, but it happened you know, in the margins of, of the main show. Uh, so I'd love to see that. I think that would be really incredible to see them pop into the Mothership show, uh, you know. And then of course, you know, I, I mean, some of Justin's characters would be definitely interesting to see in the Mothership. Uh, but uh, again, I'll leave that to Eric to decide if, if he wants to bring any of the characters from Diabolical into, into the show. I mean, we stole some of his, so it's only fair that he steals some of ours back. Absolutely, thank you. 
All right, Greg here again from the, the hashtag show. Um, I guess my my question is is kind of uh, you know, I'm big into animated, you know, fun stuff, you know, and I kind of like got the feel of like animaniacs on steroids uh, when I watched some of these films. And and so, what it was like for you when you saw this? You know, obviously you see the script, and then all of a sudden you see it on the first time on the screen. What was it like to you when you saw some of these uh, shorts? Oh my God, it's the best part of the job. You know, someone says like screenwriters, you, you, you get to walk through your own imagination, you know, which is like you get to see it made either if it's live action, you get to see sets built. If it's animation, you get to see people interpret it and bring it to life. So no, it's like Christmas Day. It's amazing. When that first footage comes in and you get to unwrap it, unwrap it and watch it is an incredible feeling. And it's the same with music, like hearing a composer's first pass at a script or even just seeing character designs. And uh, again, we had such an incredible team and everybody was bringing their A game and so much talent that Every time I got to review material for any of the episodes, it was an absolute treat. And just being like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is gonna look incredible. So that episode especially, it, the animation was strong from day one. So just seeing it initially, you're like, oh my God, this is gonna be incredible. Now, can we just make it even better? Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, one of the best parts of the job. Thank you. Elias here again from the Man Cave Chronicles. Uh, we were talking about like the animation style, like. You throughout the eight different episodes we see different styles who came up with that idea also and how did that you guys a, approach that yeah that was a real that was probably like a day two conversation uh on right. the show was initially was like do we do it all one style so make it all you know like all like the simpsons or like invincible or do we different do different styles for every episode which is much more difficult especially on our schedule just because the amount of of Instead of getting to design something once, you have to design it eight times. Instead of hiring one composer, you hire eight composers. And that it's even more work than that because you have to source the right person. You have to find, so for every composer you hire, you probably, we probably looked at six or seven. So times that by eight, and we're looking at like, you know, you're looking at 40, 50 people out of a pool of people to find those eight people you want for an episode. Um, so we knew it was going to be a tremendous amount of extra work, but as we started to talk about the scripts and the ideas and what we want to do with the series, it didn't seem like there was any other way to do it properly. Mm -hmm. uh, because when you were having scripts and stories coming in from like Justin Roiland and then from Andy Sandberg and then, you know, from the Blazers and from Aquafina, there was no single animation style that would execute on all those ideas as well as you want, as we wanted to do. It would have meant changing them all, watering them down, and, and not letting them be as true to those stories and those creators as possible. So it was it was a difficult decision, but it was a very early decision we made. Thank you, Simon. I'm Derek from Fanboy Planet again. Uh, so let's talk about that fabled season two, if it happens. Are there any animation styles that you would want to have included that didn't happen? Yeah, of course. Well, we're and we're even tied like season two. Like again, there's no talk. I, I no one's told me. We we'll have to see how well the show does. We're just making uh, I, it happen. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. I'd like yeah, that would be wonderful. Uh, I would I would love to blow the doors open even more. Uh, you know, we talked like I'd love to have the time to do a stop motion animation. I would love to do some live action episodes. Like I think Diabolical to me, it's a creative grab bag where we're telling you different stories that you haven't seen before from angles and points of view you haven't seen before. To me, the format of what those episodes are in, whether it's animation, stop animation, stop motion animation. CG animation, theater, puppet shows, live action is almost immaterial and should only be picked in terms of what, uh, what serves the script or the idea the best. 
first season, obviously, we had we decided to make it all animated. We we're making the middle pandemic. We had to make it quickly. But uh, second season, it'd be nice to have blow the doors open. I'd love to do stop motion. I'd love to do some CG animation. Mm-hmm. You know, again, maybe we'll do a puppet episode. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and just be like, what's let's give you some, let's give people something they haven't seen before, something all new and something different from season one. So that's what that's what I'm hoping for. Cool. Thank you so much.